what is really unique and um, to our approach is that we bring together the genetics and uh, the lifestyle. Cardiovascular factors are associated with risk of stroke. And those factors can be mediated by lifestyle, things like diet and exercise and smoking, but they're also affected by one's genetic makeup. Recent studies have identified a number of genetic variations which are associated with an increased risk of having stroke. So, the question remaining is, how do these factors combine? Does lifestyle modify the genetic risk, or maybe they are cumulative? Well, new research on bmj.com sets out to explore that. I'm Duncan Jarvis, multimedia editor for the BMJ, and to discuss, I'm joined by two of the authors of that paper. Louis Rutten Jacobs is a senior postdoc researcher at the German Centre for Neurodegenerative Disease. Hi, Louis. Hello, thank you for inviting us, for giving us the opportunity to tell a bit more about our paper. Welcome to the podcast. We're also joined by Susanna Larson. She's an associate professor at the Karolinska Institute. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Susanna. Hi, thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. Thanks for for joining us. Now, this um, research paper looks at genetic risk for a stroke. and then what effect the environment that one lives in and the healthy lifestyle one might pursue has on on that risk. Um, We'll get into uh, all your methodology and everything in a second, but I wanted to start by asking, you know, what is, what do we know about the genetic predisposition to um, towards stroke risk? And do we know what the kind of, some of the biology that that mediates um, that predisposition. Yeah, so um, from from twin studies and uh, genomic association studies, we know that genetic factors can increase the susceptibility to many complex diseases, and stroke is one of them. And um, unlike strong familial stroke, uh, monogenic disease caused by rare single gene mutations, uh, like for example, Cadacil, the genetic basis of common forms of stroke is much more complex. And uh, there's not just one single gene that that causes stroke in in, in common stroke, but there are many genetic variants that that contribute to the risk of stroke. And these these genetic variants, they are generally uh, common or low frequency genetic variants. And together these genetic variants, they contribute uh, to the risk of stroke individually, they only contribute small effects. And if we then um, uh, want to look more about about what these uh, uh, genetic variants uh, biologically mean, um, I, I, I would briefly would like to go back to to paper that we published earlier this year. We, we published earlier this year a paper in Nature Genetics, and um, there was a meta-analysis of genome-wide association studies of stroke in more than a half million subjects. And um, what we did in this analysis is that we we tested millions of common to low frequency genetic variants uh, for association with stroke. And um, uh, those genetic variants that that 
uh, were associated associated with stroke. So so the the, the stroke genetic risk variants, um, half of them had genetic overlap with other vascular diseases, and uh, blood pressure was uh, blood pressure showed one of the strongest correlations with the variants that we identified also to be associated with stroke. So this this suggests that uh, blood pressure associated mechanisms are linking the genetic variants with with risk of stroke, but also, for example, uh, um, cardiac mechanisms, cardiac pacing mechanisms, uh, lipid-related mechanisms, uh, then you have to think about uh, arteriosclerosis. And um, besides these variants that 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 we could um, that 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 we could link to another disease, uh, there is also still uh, still about half of the variants that we, at the moment we still don't know what the biological me- mechanism is. So for those, um, uh, we need to f- further investigate uh, what the biological mechanism is. But so what what we do in this in this paper is all these stroke genetic variants that have been identified in that specific paper, they are. Um, they are taken together uh, in one score, a sum score. So that 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 score is for for, for every participant in the in the study. It's a sum of uh, the identified stroke risk alleles that an individual carries, and then weighted and weighted by the effect size of these different variants. And so this 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 genetic risk that that uh, we take as a measure, this this um, this individual genetic susceptibility to stroke that reflects uh, uh, several of these mechanisms that, that I was just talking about. Sure, thank you. Um, so the, 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 a lot in there, but uh, I mean, the first thing is to say, so you think that at least half of um, these genetic uh, predisposition, or markers of genetic predisposition might be um, around vascular, cardiovascular factors. So that kind of brings us on to the rest of the paper because it implies that, you know, we also know that healthy lifestyle um, affects those cardiovascular outcomes. Yes, that's correct. I mean, we have known for quite quite the time that lifestyle factors affect the risk of stroke. But what wasn't known before was whether lifestyle affects the risk of stroke regardless of genetic risk of stroke. Mm. So, I mean, in this paper, we looked at the association between lifestyle and stroke risk across different genetic risk groups to see if there is a, if there is a difference. Great, thank you. And it seems um, like this uh, is a question that, that people who do have a predisposition um, towards stroke would be would really care about. Was, has there been previous research on this, or, or is your paper the first one? No, pre- previous studies had looked at different lifestyle factors, for example, smoking, diet, physical activity, and obesity, and have shown that these factors are associated with risk of stroke. So we created a genetic or a risk score combining these lifestyle factors and assessed whether they were associated with risk of stroke independent of genetic profile. And so what, what is really unique in, uh, to our pr- approach is that we bring together the genetics and uh, the lifestyle. The, the previous studies, they, uh, they, they did not integrate the, ge- the genetic background. And uh, one, of, one of the important reasons for that is that you need a very large sample size you need to be able to do such an analysis. Um, and 
both uh, the first stage to identify those genetic variants that are associated um, that are associated with with, ris with risk of stroke, and uh, for that uh, we now, as as said earlier, um, have been able to publish that that that's, that that other paper. That that was really uh, uh, already a doubling of uh, what what we what, what we had uh, for available for available data before. Mm. But besides that, also the UK Biobank uh, with with its five hundred thousand uh, participants, that that is also something that was not uh, available before. The, these two components uh, uh, are necessary to be able to do such an analysis as that we did now. Hmm. And could you tell me a little bit more about um, the biobank and, and the data that's held within it that's relevant to your study? Uh, we've published quite a lot of research. We've got more coming up soon that that um, uses the the cohort in the in the UK biobank. Um, but yeah, how how good are they at measuring things like you know all the genetic variants that that might predispose people to risk, as well as you know. How good is the the measure of things like lifestyle factors? Yeah, well, just just very briefly recapping what 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 we really have in UK Biobank. So UK Biobank is a prospective population-based cohort study in UK, and that's recruited uh, five hundred thousand participants, aged forty to sixty-nine, and um, all these participants they underwent very extensive assessments, including uh, questionnaires. The questionnaires contain a lot of questions on lifestyle, uh, interviews. Um, they also uh, collected health records. Uh, they did some physical measures, uh, and then uh, the bi bi biological uh, samples that they took and uh, did also some some imaging. And for uh, the majority of uh, these participants, uh, there is also genetic data available. And the genetic data that we have in these participants at the moment, that is. Um, uh, uh, Geno that is data derived from genotyping arrays, uh, mm -hmm. me measuring genetic variants across the whole genome, and um, uh, yeah, the, the, for for uh, for genotyping studies, the, this data uh, is data with, with with a very good coverage. So um, uh, combining the, this uh, uh, all these genetic variants uh, in so many participants with uh, um, this very uh, very large set of available uh, uh, outcomes and risk factors makes it a very unique resource to do this kind of studies. Great. So you feel fairly confident about the data that, that you got out to, to plug into your models. Um, what was it that you were actually trying to measure here? Um, what, what kind of stroke? What were you excluding? What were you including? Um, you know, what, what were you measuring? Yeah, so the, um, for 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 our main analysis, we uh, we were measuring um, uh, all stroke, so not 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 strokes not stroke subtype specific, and um, uh, then then we restricted to to only uh, the incident stroke, so people that already had a stroke before mm. we excluded because they may have changed their lifestyle patterns, um, and. The reason that so one of the questions that that could come up is why we not why we did not go for uh, stroke subtypes mm. because there are of course uh, uh, different etiological subtypes underlying stroke, but um, uh, unfortunately the the, the uh, stroke phenotype data in UK Biobank uh, is not uh, 
is not detailed in, 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 in such a small levels. Sure, of course. Um, and within that, were you able to, was there any information about severity of stroke or perhaps outcomes afterwards, whether that's mortality um, or maybe functional impairment in some way? Were you able to look at that in, in your data set? Um, severity of stroke, we... For severity of stroke, there, there, there are unfortunate, unfortunately not, not, not data available at the moment. Uh, mortality, mortality of, uh, there was data on there because uh, mortality register was one of the registers that was being used to, um, to, to detect incident strokes. But uh, in our analysis, we, we did not do a separate analysis for, um, for uh, um, for mortality uh, due to stroke or uh, just incident or um, other incident stroke. So when you put all of this to, together and crunched your data, um, what did you find? How does uh, how do those risks, the genetic and the lifestyle risk, combine um, uh, to to predispose or, or not people towards stroke? Yes. So both the lifestyle score and genetic risk score was independently associated with an increased risk of stroke and there was no interaction. So the genetic, those in the highest turtle of genetic risk had about, had a 36%, I think it was increased risk of stroke. And those in the highest turtle of the lifestyle score had a 66% increased risk. And those who had both an unfavorable lifestyle and high genetic risk had over twofold increased risk of stroke. So for people who do have, uh, who find out through whatever mechanism, that they do carry um, some or, or many of these alleles for predisposition to genetic risk, um, what do you think your research means? Well, uh, one of one of the main messages of our re of our research is that that independent of of how many genetic risk variants you you are carrying, healthy lifestyle should be strived for uh, in a complete population. So, uh, uh, for those at high genetic risk, healthy lifestyle is important, but also for those at low genetic risk, healthy lifestyle is important. And the number of genetic variants uh, does does not um, make any difference into that. So that's quite a positive uh, a news for someone if they do find out that they have um, this predisposition. You know, it's it's there are things that can can reduce one's overall risk of stroke. The, the, indeed, the effects of uh, a healthy lifestyle will be as great in, in in those of higher genetic risk than those of uh, low genetic risk. But uh, added, added on that, there is there's of course still that higher risk due to the genetic background. Mm. Of course. So it doesn't modify your risk away totally. You still will have a, a predisposition, but you can perhaps do things that don't increase that further. Yeah. So genetic risk and lifestyle factors offer independent risk for stroke. Thanks to Susanna Larson and Lois Putin Jacobs. Their research paper, Genetic Risk incident stroke and the benefits of adhering to a healthy lifestyle cohort study in 306,473 UK biobank participants 
is now available on bmj.com. That's it for this podcast, but we'll be back soon with new advice on giving oxygen to the acutely unwell. And we'll also be asking, will we ever replace human doctors with AI ones? Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on that. You can also find our fullback catalogue on bmj.com slash podcasts. I'm Duncan Jarvis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>